distinguished adventurers, welcome to another session of Magic and Metal. I am Jonathan, aka Roblox, your game master and storyteller for tonight, and I have a drink. For once, it is a Tapo Chico hard seltzer. This is the tropical mango flavor. These are quite good. My uh, lovely sister turned me on to these uh, last summer during our family reunion, and here we go. Ooh, it's a cool can, too. Oh, that's... Uh, that's real, real good. And this koozie is courtesy of Benjamin Surfboards from Corpus Christi, Texas. So thank you, Tapachico. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, let's go in reverse order of my Zoom screen. John, how you doing? Tell me what you're playing. Tell me what you're drinking. And tell me who you are. Uh, I am John. Uh, tonight I'm playing your favorite Alfredo Branzini, the kid who knows how to get things. And today I'm drinking that high quality H2O. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. I get it. All right. Next, uh, Lauren. Hey, how you doing? What you drinking? Who you playing? Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm playing Maureen Eddings, who does not know how to get anything and is way too impulsive for anything that's been going on in this game. Tonight, I'm drinking an old favorite in, in a Jack gifted glass, which so nice. This is some uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon because for once, I don't have anything after this. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Hey. Nice. Well met. Finally, the before mentioned Jack. Hey, how you doing? Who, you are? who are you? What you playing? What you drinking? Good people of the robot apocalypse. Jack's choice. And by the way, I play Grisham Vianon, the, uh, the math talented uh, but sullen loner kind of uh, person. Is drinking strawberry acai lemonade with uh, Tito's vodka in it. Ooh, Ooh, that does sound good. Perfect for summer, even though it's just, just spring just started. Also, I love that the way the zoom blurring blurred out you holding the cup because it literally looked for a moment like your your hand was just holding liquid. The cup was just gone. It was just liquid floating in nothing. It was, oh, it that's was, true. Yeah. It's one of my powers. This is, you can't see it because of the blurred background, but it's in uh, these New Orleans glasses. My my wife got when she did a girl's trip with my her best friend uh, last year. Happy birthday, best friend. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, nameless best friend. All right. You know who you are. <laughs> you guys know who she is, too. Probably. We know who you are, too. <laughs> All that. So, <laughs> y'all have traveled through time. The gang from the Roanoke Ar Academy of the Arcane or the Roanoke Arcane Academy. It's both. It's... It's either. That's fine. I mean, I mean, it depends on which timeline you're in. Exactly. You discovered the kidnapped chronomancers. You freed them. You determined that an advanced annihilator had been sent into the past by Stormnet, the evil AI that has attempted to wipe out humanity. Stormnet is on its heels. Its data centers are being taken at this moment by Con Jonner. Y'all had a mission to free chronomancers and stop a horrible experiment. The experiment continued. An advanced annihilator went to the past, and you have pursued. You have ended up in the year of our Lord, 1991. It's the 90s. You're in a mall. What would you guys like to do? Hey, is that pizza? Oh, yeah, I was thinking it's the... How, what the hell is that word? It smells like I pizza. I don't know, the but it S smells like pizza. S-B-A-R... Sparrow? Sparrow? It's pizza for birds. Yeah. As you are walking around, uh, you walk <laughs> by several of the uh, of the establishments. I believe we had had a crappy burger joint, a Taco Bell, it looks like. There's probably also 
a uh, unnamed chicken sandwich place. And as you are passing what appears to be uh, some sort of American take on Chinese food, the employee standing in front of it has samples on toothpicks and looks at you all and in a very confused, with a very confused look says, sample? Sure. Yeah. I would like to grab, I'm going to grab three. And then when I see the Fredo is ar- already grabbing, I will just keep all three. And then as I'm getting my sample, I'm like, this is going to sound weird, but we're doing uh, like a prank, a prank thing. Did you see a giant robot come through here? It's for like a prank show thing that we're trying to get off the ground. So like, don't be alarmed. But it would be really helpful if, if you had seen it and you could tell us what happened with that. I, I have not seen a robot. That's weird. We lost power a couple of times. Uh, it actually just happened. That was weird. All the lights went out, but then they came. everything came back on, so... I, Can I heard... you point me in the direction of the power, like, switches? Because, like, maybe that's where our prank robot guy is hiding. Well, uh, they're in the back, but you can't go back there. Um, you're not allowed. But, yeah, y'all, y'all look weird. Is, is this... You said this was a prank? Is there, like... Are there are there costumes or something? Yeah, see, we're in costume, and there's hidden cameras all throughout the thing, but you're not supposed to know that, so don't tell nobody. Before okay. he thinks to pull the tray back, Grisham's going to help himself to a couple of those uh, those appetizers. Those appetizers. Uh, all of you can enjoy the slightly lukewarm uh, samples of sesame chicken. Oh. I'll mark that on my character sheet. <laughs> what, are you saving them? Because I've eaten all three of them, and now all three toothpicks no, are sticking marked... out of my mouth like, I'm, like I know what I'm doing. And as you, as you all are taking these samples and interacting with this uh, employee of, we'll say, Walkman is the name of the restaurant. Walkman. You, you notice that you are getting a lot of looks. Everyone give me a brains or grit roll. I've recently discovered that grit is actually the role for street smarts. So we're going to use it. In, actually, also, if you like uh, charm as well, you can do charm if you want. Let's roll that grit. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grit it up as well. <laughs> of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my charm. Yeah, I, I got a four. Yeah, I got a three. Seven on a d20. Out of all of your group uh fredo is the only one to really get an idea grisham and and marine are both just taking in this even though it's cold it's still really good sesame chicken it's i'm trying to think if you got if y'all would have had any before uh, given it is the apocalypse but also you live at a magical school i actually i'll let y'all y'all tell me have y'all ever had Sesame chicken before. Nah, Fredo was a broccoli beef kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. While he is familiar with sesame chicken, uh, it was never the one that he would order first. Mm. I think, yeah, I think Maureen has, except like actual real Chinese food, like made by actual, you know, people who know what they're doing and not the Americanized version. Okay. So... It's not that she's never had sesame chicken. It's just that this is the Americanized version, which is basically sugar. So right. she loves it because it's like candy. She thinks she's just been handed like candy sugared ses- uh, sesame chicken. Grisham? I don't think Grisham's ever had it before. I okay. think he, he was probably raised in a really eat from home and eat from home only kind of thing, even before things went south. I, or the kids actually, uh, let me do some background on this. 
Were we all born before the apocalypse happened, or was it after? All this after? You were born very well after. Very well and after. And okay. most of your, the since this is a magical school, sort of keeping in that tradition, uh, it is a boarding school. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say that he hasn't had it then. Okay. All right. So as especially Maureen and Grisham have, this is somewhat newer to them. Fredo clocks that you guys are getting some looks. And it looks like your outfits at the moment, along with your equipment, you are carrying brooms and and wands. You 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 sort of embody, I think, especially with your armored vest that you got, magical tactical. Like imagine imagine if you will, a a magazine like wand and ammo or brooms today. And they have those ridiculous-looking cosplayers who are trying to be tactical. But but in your case, it's like tactical wizard look. Throw in uh, some flavoring from the apocalypse uh, in there. Uh, I, I would imagine that, you know, apocalypse cosplay is all the rage since you're living in it. So maybe there's an odd pauldron or maybe maybe you, even though you could repair your clothes very easily, you keep them a little more frayed to, to keep people maybe more at ease. So this is the look that you have. And as you're looking around, you have determined that this is 1991. You see some bright colors, some weird haircuts. Uh, it looks like some of the women and girls have have done something awful with their hair. Just the amount of chemicals that are keeping their hair in place. Uh, and to say nothing of the, of the, uh, of the masculine presenting groups who also have a bunch of product in their hair to make it do weird things coming from someone masculine presenting who <laughs> did that in the nineties. Yeah, Maureen looks around at all of this and then looks down at what she's wearing, which is relatively tame even for where she came from, and just shrugs. Okay. Like, see that neon over there? Like, how how am I standing out more than the, the guy in the neon? Christian's actually going to do something he never really cared to do in his own time, and he's going to cast a spell so that his clothes fit in a little better with his surroundings. Okay, go ahead and give me charm or brains for this. Mm. Yeah, charm or brains, I would say. Oh, explode hey. that dice. Boom. That's going to be right. 15. Nice. Grisham, fellow Jack, fellow child of the 90s, describe to me your new look. Oh, man. 1991? 1991. Describe to me what what Grisham is now wearing. All right. So I got what I got is this fresh kind of short sleeve shirt with a hood on the back of it, right? And okay. it's got, like, um, a Tasmanian devil dressed up in the Miami Hurricanes uh, colors and uniforms. Okay. And it says Miami Hurricanes in the front and the back. I don't, I don't even know why Grisham thought to do this. I think he's looking for the thing that bleds the most. And uh, he's wearing a pair of hmm, acid wash jeans because it's 1991, early in the decade still. And a fresh pair of British Knights. All right. I feel very called out right now because 1991 is my first year of high school. And I'm looking at the age of Maureen. And it's like, Maureen's not that much older. No. I mm. believe it was my first year. I, It's kind of weird. I can't remember if it was la – I think it was both. I think it was the, la the last semester of middle school for me and the first semester of high school for me. I, I think. I was younger, but in the grand scheme of things, not that much younger. No, no, it's all it's all close enough. All right, so Grisham has, and, and people kind of give you a look, like a quick, like, huh? 
as, as you do this, I would say that you rolled high enough to make it almost instantaneous so that people kind of like do a double take, but they did, they didn't see like you, your clothes, like morph into new stuff. It was just like a, like it was there one minute and then the next year go Knowles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looney Tunes uh, sports characters. That's a huge part of my childhood. I had a Marvel, our first band trip in freshman year of high school, we went to Six Flags and I got a t-shirt with a giant Marvin the Martian on it. Oh man. Mm -hmm. So that was our, our our eighth grade graduation mascot. It was Marvin the Martian busting through a wall drawn by (laughs) one of our class, my classmates. Wow. Yes, but uh, Fredo kind of took a cue from Grisham and is also going to change his outfit. All right, give me, I'll give you the same uh, the same deal, brains or charm. Will you think your way through it or charm your way through it? Is there is there a way that I can help at least hide now that I've seen what Grisham has done? Can I at least help hide Fredo while he's doing this? Like, I, I won't help with the creation of the outfit, but maybe sure. like, uh, stand yeah, give... in a specific spot. A nine. Between brains or charm, which one is lower? Ah, uh, no, the uh, charm. My charm, charm is a D4. Give me a charm, and what we'll, we'll do is we'll add it to his roll. One. Okay, get a that's one. One. It's enough. That's, that's appropriate. Yeah. So describe how you're helping, or how, how you intended to help. Basically, I'm going to look to wherever Fredo is with the three of us and this person who's offering us free food, and I will just move so that we're all, like unconsciously in a triangle around him mm-hmm. so fredo is standing there i'm using this the guy who's handing out the, the the food as one of our three to circle around fredo and so i'm just putting myself in that position so that you know i'm blocking i'm not doing a very good job of it but i'm trying okay so i will say that with that result uh, you are also able to not not quite as adeptly but pretty quickly make that change so that you get a couple of second second looks. One of the children that was passing near you and causing you to get a little flustered. Mommy, that that man, that kid, he he just changed. The mother comes over and says, Oh Con, let's keep going and let's not bother this man. <laughs> Young Con Johnner. Let's buy him all the candy. <laughs> you have a very lovely child there. Uh, they are very astute. Can I interest you in a watch? And I open up my uh, suit, pinstripe suit jacket that I just changed into, and it has a bunch of watches. Uh, okay, on the desc- okay, you're gonna hold on. You're gonna have to describe the outfit that you just went with. Oh yeah, Fredo went full mafia pinstripe suit, <laughs> and on the inside is a bunch of uh, wristwatches. Okay, sure. As our uh, our friend once said, Fredo is the kid that watched The Godfather one too many times. Okay, cool. All right, so... And one of them is a Mickey Mouse wristwatch. You have presented this to this young lady with this child, who is, she is referred to as Khan, and she says, oh, no, no, thank you. I, I'm good. And she kind of shuffles the child away, and they start uh, walking uh, out of the food court. Why, why you gotta go and be selling watches to, to kids? Because if I sell them now, I'll be rich in the future. I don't think that's how that works. No? Does it compound interest? Well, you would have to put that money in a bank under a name that you could then uh, withdraw it from, and then you'd have to hope that that bank doesn't get destroyed in the apocalypse. Oh, right. The apocalypse is still gonna happen. Maureen, you know a lot about the banking system. We should probably prevent the apocalypse so I can get rich. Is that how that works? I mean, works? get rich. I slipped out of Fredo for a minute. <laughs> 
Clothes make the man. <laughs> you put on the glamour and you lost the voice. Yeah. Um, okay, before we do, I mean, I think I'm kind of stylish, but fine. I guess I'll try to change. Yeah, Maureen's not going to try to hide it very well, but she'll okay. try to change into something that is... That will blend in more. I would say less conspicuous, but it's 1991. That's not possible. Uh, you know. Relative. You, you, it's relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exa- exactly. Very relative. What am I rolling? Uh, we'll say brain or charms. I'll also give you the option of... You, so you're not trying to be fast. Because I'll I'm let not... you do flight if, you, if you're trying to do it quickly for some reason. Since flight is dex, kind of. Okay, I'm going to make this work. So... I'm going to stand in front of the guy okay. who's been handing us this, the samples. And I'm going to say, yeah, so that whole doing pranks thing, it, it's like a, don't tell anybody, it's a magic show. And I'm going to snap my fingers, and that's when I'm going to cast the spell okay. so that I do it right in front of him. But I've now told him it's a magic show, so hopefully he, he doesn't, he's just like, oh, and claps or whatever. Okay. All right. Go ahead and make your roll. All right, but I will do flight to try to do it super fast. Okay. Because it'll be like one of those... Um, quick change. Yeah, those quick change people, which yeah. I don't think Maureen would know anything about, but hey. Uh, I, I w- was made aware of the quick change style of magic at a Thunder game in Oklahoma City when I saw uh, the act quick change, and they were amazing. There you go. And apparently they won America's Got Talent at some point. I don't know. AGT, nice. So I rolled a two. Okay. So I think what happens is she changes, but uh, she realizes when she snaps that that's not what she needs to do to cast the spell and fumbles. Hey, there is a little <laughs> bit of a, there, it's, it's sort of a stop start and mm-hmm. maybe a, go ahead and describe your outfit and we'll, we'll figure out how, not totally malfunctioned, but maybe what happened with the, with the change. I think what it is, is the hair. She's not going okay. for anything specifically outrageous. I think it's like. You know, stonewashed jeans and a T-shirt that's tie-dye and some sneakers. Okay. You know, very, very cliche, but she's seeing all these femme-presenting people with giant hair, and she doesn't have giant hair, and so she's trying to illusion up the giant hair. Okay. And that's all 100% an illusion, because if you go to touch it, it ain't there, because she's got a shortish haircut. So I think that's where things go wrong, and her hair is just looks like a mess. Please, please, can we give her a perm? Please? Please, that's bad her. Please, it's okay. a bad we'll, perm. Here, here's what happened. We're all video gamers here, and sometimes when a texture or a or a bit of hair or a bit of cape or a bit of like skirt kind of starts going everywhere for just a just a bit, that's what happens. That all of a sudden, what would be your your bad perm sort of disassociates a little bit, and then but writes itself, and. That in and of itself is pretty impressive to this guy. He's like, dude, what what did you just do? Uh, you want another sample? That, that was pretty cool. I'm going to make the sample disappear. And she just takes it and eats it. Okay. Wow, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, I got to, there looks like some more scusserers. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Good good luck with your prank magic show, dude. Yeah, good, good luck with your samples. Thank you. We should probably follow that kid, right? Like, because if the if the annihilator came back to kill Khan, then we can kind of we're at a mall, so we can just follow non-discreetly, and then wait for the annihilator. Use the kid as bait. Are we actually using the kid as bait? If he came back intentionally to go after the kid, then we're not using the kid at all. We're taking advantage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's any better. So we don't have to pour honey garlic sauce all over the kid. Yeah. Why do we need to pour honey garlic sauce all over uh, the kid? Robots love honey garlic sauce. Everybody knows this. Well, now we don't. So let's go follow him. <laughs> 
I mean, let's assume that this kid is is the, the kid. And I think Cloud's not a very common name, if I remember history correctly. Uh-huh. I do a history check to see whether Khan's a common name or not. I will. I will let you do <laughs> brains or grit. Can we stop in? Can we stop in a Barnes and Noble so I can grab a baby name book? Yeah. I, I offer grit because it gives, especially someone like Grisham, a very unique perspective on his surroundings. Here we go. Grit. Okay. Sixteen. So you know that Con Johnner did not spell his name like when when most people see the name Con, it's spelled one of a couple of ways. Uh, basically, do you flip the H and, and, and you know, the, and that's that's pretty much it. You've seen Con Johnner's written a name before. It is spelled very differently than everyone else. And with that knowledge, and as you look about, there's not or there is a dearth of brown people here. So, ah. oh, we're in a we're in a white suburban mall. Okay, I mean, right. I mean, there so. are there are there you do catch the the odd person of color uh, around and uh, audience. You can use your imagination yeah. for those in ninety one. That was me. I was the odd person of color. You were the odd person. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's sad but true. Oh no, <laughs> I, I was lucky that I lived in a place where there were actually a good number of us. Uh, brown brown kids so that that was kind of nice i will fully admit i grew up in a very white suburban neighborhood and going to the mall now there it was it was we were pretty pale it was a bunch of pale people it changed when i got into high school and especially as a kid like growing up like an elementary school age like you know i was i was one of the few indian kids around no, I had to get to college before I actually started to see a diversity in people. And so bless for as much as my student loans suck, bless college because I needed to meet people who were not other white people. I'm going to shout in a, a different voice, Mrs. Jotters, and then look away like casually. See if she responds to her name being called out. Okay, give me give me a charm, grit or flight roll. One of these days, charm is going to work. I mean, that could work but keep in mind that sometimes parents have different last names like than their kids uh, my, my, my uh, wife is an example of this i cannot roll i have a d20 for my charm and i have never rolled above a 10 on it i'm gonna blame your suit so as as this kid is uh is is haranguing you for one of the watches that you just presented you clumsily shout mrs jotter and you do see the young lady that's that's walking with the kid identified as Khan, uh, kind of like look about, look straight at you. You did not good, do a good job of, of hiding yourself. You see, she gives you a funny look and then keeps going. You think it might be harder to hide from her now. Hey, hey, magic up something that is isn't a suit. That was a really good idea. But now that we got to follow, follow her, did magic up, you know, like, like look like that guy over there. And I'll point at a punk rocker. <laughs> I was going to magic up my Jenko jeans. Sure. Fredo, <laughs> I will give you another shot at, at charm exclusively. And if you make it, it's not a hard DC. It's certainly higher than, than anything you've hey, hey, There oh, you go. There, there you go. go. Okay. You are quickly able to write this faux pas. Tell me about your new outfit. It is Jenko jeans that are torn. Uh, you know, the, for those who aren't familiar with Jinko, they are giant, stupid ass looking jeans. Mm-hmm. Giant pockets. Uh, the knees are shredded. There is a chain wallet. Of course. Coming up. And then I'm wearing a white shirt with the jazz cup design on it. <laughs> the quintessential 90s cup design. It's slightly ahead of its time, but I like it. 
You are from the future, so it fits. Yeah, your kids are going to love this, uh, as a uh, wise man from the future said. All right, so you you are able to do this so quickly that it disorients the child that's, that's haranguing you. And as you do this, you clocking the arcade, clocking the kid, you also, in your swap, drop one of the one of the watches that you had created and turn it into a quarter. The kid picks it up and, uh, Mommy, Mommy, I want to play Ryu! As he goes running towards the arcade. Oh, this is the... The, 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 the child that, uh, that was harassing Alfredo for the watches. Oh, uh, okay, not yeah, Con yeah. Not okay. Con Johnner is walking with his mother away. He's being a good, respectful child and not running away from his mother. Exactly, okay. and not, not har- harassing... <laughs> strangers for shiny you know how things. like every mall has like two sides like and like there's the middle with all like the kiosks mm-hmm. yeah i want to follow the johnners on like if they're on the right half of the mall i'm gonna be on like the left half you know kind of walking nonchalantly okay. following them so like not following them directly behind but kind of like caddy comp and you think now that you're in a much more we'll say a time appropriate outfit you're a lot harder to clock especially now that you're wearing something different than when Ms. Ms. I haven't decided. Johnner had kind of had kind of like made you. I mean, the pinstripe suit is hard to miss. I'll, I'll say that that charm roll is good enough to that. Yeah, that you're... was all part of the plan. You know, I get identified, and then I can blend in because now they're looking for the pinstripe watch guy, not me. It's all part of the plan. It was all planned. Bravo. That's a really, it's a really good idea, Fredo. I like it. Yeah, I'm smart. I'm gonna say that SMRT. That... That charm roll is going to, since charm is sort of street smarts, street smarts. As you are following, you hear from, you're passing the uh, Walden books, and you hear a familiar voice. It's not Fredo, and Fredo hears this because of of his role. Fredo, it sounds different than the voice that you know. But some voices, you're, you're, because as people age and get much, much older, their voices change a bit. But you could imagine this voice fitting a face as you hear from the Walden books that you're passing. Uh, thank you, and please shop at our bookstore again. And a familiar-looking person is behind the counter, much younger than the Professor Julian Fussell Snap that you know standing behind the counter of the Walden books, uh, having just sold a book. Everyone give me a flight or fight roll. Is, is he selling spell books? Can we go get a spell book? Fight no. or flight? Was this considered a planned or unplanned roll? Uh, it's definitely unplanned. Okay, then that's technically an 11. Okay. Fight two. Both Fredo and Grisham, both of y'all get adversity tokens as Maureen is the only one fast enough to see in the, out of the corner of her eye someone nondescript, uh, pale skin, blonde hair, wearing uh, a polo and jeans, raises a hand towards the Walden books, and you see energy building in from it. How far away is this person? Uh, you, pre- you, are, you are about 20 feet away. You are passing the Walden books as Fredo sort of like cocked his head. You saw his head cock. As your head turned, you saw this happening out of the corner of your eye. Okay. Imagine I've glamoured my broom to look like a backpack. Okay. So all what all of you see, I'm going to jump on my backpack and like plow into this creature, assuming that this is the uh, the annihilator, to just knock his 
whatever he's trying to do to destroy the Walden books. So I want to just bum rush him. All right. You are able to do so. Uh, his aim is thrown off as his uh, arm aims skyward. A familiar looking blast emanates from his palm, not a big cylindrical weapon, just his palm, as it impacts the roof of the mall and sends debris everywhere and people running and screaming. As the Annihilator falls, it writes itself very quickly and looks at all of you. And then looks at the Walden books and starts to raise its other arm. I mean, I'm right there, so I'll do something. But I, I'm sure at this point, my two other friends yeah. have noticed what's going uh, on. So. so we'll we'll go ahead and say now that, that the battle has been joined, that everyone's clear. Everyone give me a... We'll just make this a passive. What's everyone's brains die? Brains. It's an eight. It's a D8. Okay. D6. Mine is also a D8. Okay. So we'll say that Grisham and uh, Maureen, you are able to catch just very quickly. You do see that this person who reminds you of Professor Fossil Snap has taken cover behind the checkout counter of the Walden books. And it, the Annihilator's arm, his other arm that's come up, because like Maureen knocked the other one down and now, he's, now that one's holding him up. The other arm is raising up towards that same Walden books. Why does this Annihilator hate books? Grisham, do you want to do something before I leap back into action? Yeah, I'm going to try and like use magic to give the uh, the uh, equivalent of a horse collar tackle on this Annihilator. Okay, go ahead and give me a fight or grit. Oh, grit for sure. Not that I've been rolling very well today anyway. I don't know, you had that exploder before. Yeah, 10. Hey! Okay, describe to me the the magical essence of what you're trying to do. All right, so I think what I'm trying to do is, like, basically apply concussive force to the Annihilator's shoulders to get it, like, fall down the way like you would horse collar tackle someone in a game of football. All right, as this force comes down, the Annihilator so far has not, has kept a very neutral expression. As the force forces him down uh, briefly, his, his arm also comes down as a green beam sort of slices through the Walden Books checkout counter and just absolutely, it seems to very precisely cut down uh, and it also uh, sets some books on fire that, that were, you know, those books that are like at the front of the checkout, uh, you know, along with the magazines. Yeah, those, those are kind of like briefly uh, ignited. He's kind of on a three-point stance. You see him... Flip up his, he now puts down his, the hand that shot the beam, and he's getting ready to point his hand, his other arm at y'all. We'll say he has disadvantage on that one. Go ahead and Grisham, make me a grit or flight as a beam is coming towards you. Mm. Okay, grit, 18. Oh, All right, nice. you're easily, you, you actually do get hit, but you're able to, uh, to it, it hits you in the good guy spot. Fortunately, your armor is there as you take it. And you also, sort of like when Marine tackled the the Annihilator, you also don't really, or you don't really like go down. You just, you just kind of take the hit. All right, Marine, what would you like to do in this, in this instance? I'm right, still right next to this thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Both my hands light up with electricity and I want to just grab it by the head and go, I was trying to do this earlier. I want to zap it. All right. Go ahead and make me a... Fight or grit roll. Oh, this will be a fight. This will this will definitely be a fight. 
15? Okay. You are, you grab its head and you start pumping electricity into it. It's a mighty, it's a mighty spell. As you see its face distort, and it, this is the first time its expression has been anything other than neutral. It kind of, its eyes go wide, it, its mouth opens, and its head pops off. Okay. In your hand, you've got the Annihilator head. You see it almost like melting around your fingers. And in your hand is not a normal head. It's more like a, like a, like a cylinder. And it seems like most of the mass of this head was this liquid metal. And as the metal streams onto the shoulders, you see that another head is popping out in what would be the ribs. And as as you do this, it frees itself from your grip as you now have what used to be its head. It sort of cartwheels away and it's one of its arms becomes a leg and one of its legs becomes an arm. And uh, as its new head pops up, uh, it, it cartwheels so that now you're in between it and the Walden. It narrows its eyes. All right, next time I'll try ice. <laughs> And uh, but you definitely heard it. Uh, uh, it's definitely uh, t- taken more damage than it uh, considered. Fredo. Uh, so Marine has taken its head, but didn't destroy it. Yeah, seeing the liquid metal coming out and all that, I see that I need to stop it. I need to stop it. And so, uh, and then hearing I should have froze it, he's gonna cast an ice spell to try to keep it from becoming too amorphous and making a new copy of itself. Going. Yeah, out of time. <laughs> okay. Nice. Give me a fight or uh, or grit roll. Five. While you cast the ice spell, it uses its momentum that it just used to right itself, and it cartwheels away from the spell as it's, it seems like it's adjusting itself, having reshaped some of its limbs and lost one of its appendages, kind of. It looks at all of you, and as it, as it cartwheels, it takes on a new appearance. It's of Professor Julian Fusselsnap, uh, which you remember that it that has a form that it has taken previously. Mm-hmm. It says, you all are very adept at this. When when this thing takes on this form and I look down at the melty head in my hands, what does the melty head in my hands look like? So after the liquid metal was absorbed, you're left with just what looks like a cylinder. Think of a soup can, but bigger. And mm-hmm. it's got weird... Uh, they they almost look like jewels, but they're clearly not. And they're in sort of a weird pattern. It looks like maybe some sort of sensory inputs or or some such. Yeah, it's it's like a big like a big coffee can kind of like like yeah, a coffee can is actually a good size for it. And okay. uh, and yeah, it looks like it. That's ha- kind of how the liquid metal forms different size heads. It's just it's all wrapped around this contraption, whatever it is. Okay. I thought there was still liquid metal in my hands, so I was curious if it had changed too, but okay. And he says, there is more than one way to win a war. Uh, Maureen, the thing in your hand starts beeping. Uh, beeping in a way that I think is a bad idea? It's beeping rapidly. Uh, you can make a, make a charmer brains to figure out if it's bad. Although, all, frankly, I would let Lauren decide this. Oh, do you feel, Lauren do... is way smarter than Maureen, so okay. let's let Maureen decide this. Yeah. I think she knows what it is. It's just what she's going to do might be very different than what I want to do. Okay, six. Six. All right. Yeah, you're pretty sure it's about to blow up. Okay. How far away is this liquid metal thing from me? Uh, it's now 20 feet away from you. It, it, it done a pretty good cartwheel away. I would like to not have it be 20 feet away from me anymore. Okay. 
And then I want to say, this is yours, and shove it back into its chest. Okay, give me a fight or flight. Fight for sure. Let's see if I actually roll well. That's a five. It rolled really well. It mm, grabs it. I rolled really not. <laughs> it catches it and says in Professor Bustle Snap's voice, you first, and throws it at Grisham. Ugh. Okay, that's probably not too bad. Give me a grit or flight roll. All right. To try and avoid this uh, obstacle. Go, grit, go. 18. I love that you've called a bomb an obstacle. You easily dodge, and this goes right into, into the... Spencer's gifts? Please, please. Sure. We'll say it, it goes into the Spencer's gifts, and you hear an explosion. Uh, people have... Most people are clearing out, but you do hear it set off a bunch of novelty keychains as they go, eat shit! Eat shit. <laughs> My lava yep. lamp. My yep. black light. Yep. You do see a flow out of the Spencer's gifts as as hundreds of broken lava lamps are now kind of oozing out of the store. Frankly, that's more dangerous than this annihilator. <laughs> as Fredo helps Marine up after the uh, after getting rid of the explosion of the explosive, the annihilator turns to you all and says, "Well, this has been interesting." I think there's another way I can get done what I need to do. And he starts running. Or it starts running. He was right next to me, so I will continue to chase. Okay. And I am on a super fast broom, which is right now looking like a backpack, but it's still a broom. It's still it's still the super fast broom. All right. Give yeah, me Yeah, this is the weasel's whisk with the do that's the hawk's feather that gives me the flight plus one. So yeah, I I I'm a fast. All right. It's it's runs inhumanly fast. Go ahead and give me a flight roll. Okay. Did I get an adversity token earlier from oh, failing yeah, yeah, to... Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just... I haven't rolled yet. I just want to make sure. Uh, we'll throw an adversity token on there. Eight. You are tearing through this mall. It is the stuff of Blues Brothers dreams as you race through this mall at top speed. I'm going to get some dry toast after this. <laughs> And four fried chickens. This guy is mm -hmm. clearly going for four fried chickens. He's just way too fast. And as he as he turns a sharp corner, uh, you don't see the annihilator anymore. Do I not see him because I don't see anybody, or do I not see him because I think he's disappeared? Uh, you don't see the annihilator. But I mean, like, are there other people here that he could have potentially turned in? Okay, no. Okay. Uh, at this point, you 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 all have been fighting long enough to where. Yeah, the mall's pretty much cleared out. You you actually hear, like, fire alarms and everything. You do see from the other side of the mall, Grisham. Grisham, I guess, would you have pursued? Yeah. Okay. Grisham, you, uh, give me a flight roll. Let, let's see how well you do. My flight score's not very high, but here we go. Maybe you'll roll better than me, though. Oh, Exploder. Oh, okay. Ah! Yeah! Oh, well, seven. Okay, just as well. All right. Uh, Fredo will try to follow as well. Okay. We'll say that uh, you all you all are about the same speed, and as you are as you all turn this corner, you don't see the annihilator, but you do hear on the other side of the mall those same sort of walkie-talkie sounds, and you start seeing in some of the the windows from door from exterior doors, you do see red and blue flashing lights. I'm gonna look up when we first attacked the annihilator, and it the shot went wild up into the ceiling and it broke some of the ceiling. I'm assuming there's a big hole in the ceiling now. Yeah. Yes. Just fly through that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I guess let's get out of here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to stick around for this. No. 
Yeah, because they're, they're going to blame the weird-looking kids for this one. I don't do well with authority figures. Hey, me neither. Who the thunk it? I knew there was a reason I liked you two. Come on. As you, you all uh, hop on your brooms and fly out the hole that's in the ceiling, you all fly over and you see hiding behind one of the big air conditioning units a familiar form. The On the roof? On the roof, you see the young uh, Julian Fussell Snap. And he seems to be hiding. And he looks at y'all. And, and then he hides again. Yeah. Hiding. Super good idea. Stay hidden. You hear, Maureen, in your head, you're like me. Yeah, you, sh you should help us. D does it sound like Julian Fussell Snap in my head? It does. Oh, wait, sorry, in I, her head. It. Oh, no, it's okay. It would. He doesn't have the same gravel in his voice. His pitch is higher. Okay. It's hard not to think that that's the same person. Okay. So I'll say that, and then Fredo says that, and then I'll go, okay, or don't hide. I, I mean, either way, I think the thing was trying to kill you, or kill Khan Jonner, one of the two. Grisham, you're probably better at this than I am. I can't imagine why. I'm just, I'm just working to, to as a, as what the Pentas call a side gig. Uh, it's sort of, it's sort of the, it's funny. I'm a, a graduate student of the uh, Roanoke Academy of the Arcane Arts. Uh, have you heard of it? Yeah, we're from there. But not from now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think we should talk. Yeah. We'll go ahead and stop there as you guys have rescued the young <laughs> Professor Julian Fossil Snap. I mean, we're still on top of the mall, but at You're least still we're one on step top closer, of the mall. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's going to look for a bunch of weird kids on the top of a mall? That's what I thought. I'm, I'm glad that Grisham was with me on that one. All right. Well, we will continue from this, uh, this brief moment of respite. And uh, thank you all for spending another, another uh, uh, <laughs> silly session with us. Uh, uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you all. And, thank uh, you for running. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And we will see all of you next encounter. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.